Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Indiana Donor Network. Coming up, we're going to continue our conversation about Martinsville's win over Plainfield. We'll talk about uh, Snyder and another big win for the number two ranked team in 5A. Right now, though, scores are what everybody listens to the show. You don't listen to me. You listen to the show, and you should, to get all those scores. The man with the scores, the most important member of the team is Network Indiana's Sam Fritz. All right. Hey, let's give some audio from some high school football for y'all today. Hamilton Southeastern versus Brownsburg. Oh, before we spoil it and give you the final score, let's show you how things got started. First quarter, Brownsburg gets things started as they run it into the end zone for six points. Third and goal. Jake down with the quarterback keeper. He works to the left tackle, and he is in the end zone. The Brownsburg Bulldogs march right down the field. Jake Dunn with his fifth rushing score of the season. They lead six to nothing. After that, things would get a little bit quiet. As a matter of fact, a completely scoreless second quarter. They would go into halftime, 7-0 in favor of Brownsburg. Hamilton Southeastern, though, coming out of halftime, would find a way to tie things up and bring the game 7-7. There's one thing he hadn't done in his high school career, and that was an interception. He now can say that. Wide open at the 12-yard line and connecting is Chandler Weston. Touchdown, Hamilton Southeastern. Just like that, they are tied right back up up in this ball game the touchdown reception goes to dylan james but as the game rolled on brownsburg would find a way to pull ahead and walk away with the victory coming off of a fourth quarter touchdown that would ultimately put them up by a total of 21 to 14 by the time the game came to a conclusion now it's more of a light ring compared to a heavy rain brownsburg left hash 940 to go cheryl tries to find the end zone he dives for it and he is in for his 22nd touchdown of the season brownsburg now leading over hamilton southeastern 20 to 7. Moving on to other games from around the league. We have another overtime game in the books as Western Boone beats Lebanon 27-21. McConaqua and Rochester were on the field tonight. Rochester would walk away the winners 36-14. Alexandria winning over Madison Grant 20-14. Low scoring game and an odd score, one you don't see often. Martinsville with the win 13-6. McCutcheon hands it to Marion 41 to seven almost in the same fashion crowns crown point hands it to michigan city keeping them scoreless 38 to zero mishawaka marion beating south bend st joseph 16 to 10 mississinawa beating eastbrook 42 to 6 perry central defeats mitchell 47 to 7 monroe central victorious over shenandoah 22 to 6 monroe Monrovia keeps Indianapolis Cecenia scoreless 44-0. Mooresville defeated Perry Meridian 24-14. Mount Vernon Posey got the win over Princeton 38-0. Close game between Munster and Kankakee Valley sees Munster win 28 to 24.
four. New Prairie beat Elkhart. Another one of those odd scores, 16-8. to eight. Avon and Noblesville low scoring and just a touchdown between the two. Avon beats Noblesville 14-7. to seven. Finally, for high school football, there's Eastern Green defeating North Central Farmersburg handedly. 43-2-6. In the final minute here, let me remind you what you got to look forward to for college football tomorrow. Purdue Boilermakers, big game in West Lafayette. They're going to be hosting the Ohio State Buckeyes at 2-4. and four, The Boilermakers are looking to add the first loss to the Buckeyes column as they are still 5-0 and oh on the season, ranked third nationally. Speaking of rankings and tough games, IU, the Hoosiers in Michigan, they're facing the second-ranked Wolverines. That game's going to kick off at noon. IU, like I said, has only beat the Wolverines twice since 1968. Here's hoping they can add a third on tomorrow, 7.30 p.m. on Saturday. Notre Dame will be hosting the USC Trojans. While Notre Dame is still ranked 21st nationally, they did face a loss to the Louisville Cardinals last week, 33-20. They're hoping to recover tomorrow against the Trojans. For Never Canadian Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, week nine of the high school football season. Championship in the Mid-State Conference goes to Martinsville. They beat Plainfield 13-6. to Brian Duggar rejoins us. So this is uh, weather, a factor in, the, in this low score, so to speak? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, it was one of those games where, where both offenses uh, really kind of struggled. Uh, but uh, hats off to our defense. I, they, they did a great job. Of keeping the keeping the ball on their side of the fifty, um, which led to a couple of mistakes on you know a punt mishap, which gave us the ball at like the four yard line. Uh, it was just one of those games that we had to kind of grind out. Uh, we kind of kept the ball on the ground. Braden Shrake was awesome again as usual, uh, 132 yards and a touchdown. <clears throat> Our quarterback uh, AJ Reynolds threw in about 50 yards of rushing tonight as well and a touchdown. So uh, we we really kind of played a little bit different brand of football as far as uh, not throwing as much as we normally do, but uh, the, the elements really kind of took that out of our hands. And our defense was just unreal tonight, Bob. They, our, our defense coordinator, Matt Taylor, did a phenomenal job against uh, that, that really good offensive line uh, at Plainfield. And uh, kind of like I said, they kind of kept them at their end of the field, and we just kind of kept taking advantage and, and were able to hang on to a, a pretty close game. Who are you playing next week? We got to get on the bus and drive all the way down to Silver Creek. Good uh, two-hour Ooh. bus ride for us and play a really, right. a really good Silver Creek team. They're good. Um, yeah. No, they are. And uh, yeah. yeah, they're they're a solid team. Um, it's uh, you know, and the one thing we played there two years ago in the sectional. Um, and the one thing right. I took away from it was their crowd was awesome. So um, we're gonna we're gonna have to really dial in and uh, you know uh, th- th- not let the uh, bus ride impact us and not let the uh, crowd take uh, have any impact on the game as well. Martinsville, 13-6 winners over Plainfield, Mid-State Conference Championship. Brian Duggar, thanks so much. Congratulations. Good luck next week. Hey, thanks, Bob. Appreciate all you guys do. Yep. Thank you. Snyder in Fort Wayne is number two in 5A tonight. They beat Fort Wayne Wayne 37-0. Snyder's head coach, Kurt Tittman, joins me. Coach, thanks so much for the call, and congratulations on the championship. Uh, thanks, Bob. Um, anytime you win the SAC championship, man, that's a yeah. pretty, pretty big task, and we're proud of our kids, and they've worked extremely hard. And nice to have them, you know, realize the fruits of their labor, and you know, sure. to be able to hold some hardware at the end of that, you know, regular season. 
Well, you talked about it the first day you sat down with one another. You know, you you set those goals. You want to win a conference championship. You want to win a sectional. And you guys played for a championship a year ago. You want to win a state championship. So, you know, you know, round one of goals in the books. And congrats. that's not easy. You mentioned it. That's a storied conference that you're in. It's hard to win games. Yeah, filled with great talent you know a lot of great players and a lot of good coaches and you know it's always a a tough challenge to to go navigate that schedule and and come out on top and anytime you know the the hard the hard part is you know you can work as hard as you can and that doesn't guarantee any success right and uh to have the kids we just we got a really good group that really works hard and embraces the tough things about preparation and and to, to see them realize the fruits of their labor is is pretty special and you know i think is a good you know propellant to the to postseason that you know we're all excited to get to yeah and and look they still have that that sting from playing for a championship and not winning and it's been one of the motivators obvious motivators for everybody you're absolutely right um it's a sign on our weight room wall that we pass by every day and um (laughs) you know the subtle little reminder of the pain that you felt during that time, you know, was a pretty good motivator. And sure, you know, we're, we're going to have, um, you know, some really good teams to play and, and hopefully our, our effort and our work, you know, prepares us to be successful in those moments. But, you know, the second season in upon us, what a great time of year. And, um, you know, that's the cool thing about Indiana high school football. Everybody's now got a second season, right? Everybody's excited. And uh, let's get it rolling here. All right, who played well for you tonight? Uh, tailback Uriah Buchanan continues to lead us offensively. Um, I haven't seen the stats, but probably ran for 200 yards. And our quarterback, Kieran Billingsley, uh, he's, he's got a 70% completion percentage, right? which is pretty impressive. Um, but threw the ball. And, um, you know, we, we were, got off to a hot start. You know, led 28-0 at half, and, you know, we're able to close it out in the third quarter and get ready for the playoffs. So, good win for us tonight. Snyder, number two in 5A. Very impressive wrap-up to the regular season tonight. 37 nothing over Fort Wayne. Wayne win the SAC championship. Coach, thanks. Good luck next week. All right. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. This week's Player with Heart brought to you by Bex Hybrids. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. All right. As we move forward here, we've got Eastern Green defeating North Central Farmersburg 43-6. to Ben Davis beat North Central Indianapolis 50-3. Big win for North Decatur as they defeat Switzerland County 47-0. Almost equally as big of a win, Providence beating North Harrison 35-0. North Judson defeated Pioneer 33-12. Paoli Beats North Knox by a touchdown, 37-30. to Northfield and North Miami both have scores ending in 8. Northfield's just happens to be 18 to North Miami's flat 8. North Posey puts up 70, while Pike Central was kept scoreless at 0. Greencastle defeats North Putnam, 17-9. Decided by 2, North White beats West Central, 20-18. 
Warsaw victorious over Northridge 24-10. This next game decided by a point as Indian Creek beats Northview 22-21. Northwood defeated Goshen 22-0. Norwell was up over Columbia City 28-23. Park Tudor hands it to Edinburgh 65-6. Almost the same way Peru hands it to Manchester 52-6. Lawrence North defeated Pike 21-6 and Concord beat Plymouth 46-6. A score a game where one team was held scoreless. Laporte beats Portage 12-0. West Noble defeated Prairie Heights 48-7. Another one for me in 15 minutes. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Glad to have you with us. High school football tonight. Decatur, excuse me, Mooresville. Big win over Perry Meridian tonight, 24-14. Mike Gillen, the legendary coach at Mooresville, joins me. Coach, thanks so, so much for the call, and congratulations on a good win tonight. Well, thanks, Bob. You know, we're known as the every-other-week team. <laughs> we, 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 and yeah, I know you've already talked to the mid-state coaches. Right, and, uh, right. It's just, uh, it is crazy. Uh, there is the, the parity and the, the the talent level in our conference from top to bottom is just amazing. And I knew that, you know, a year ago, uh, getting ready for this year, that it was going to be that way. And, you know, we were four and five, and we lost four of those five by less than a touchdown. So, I mean, we're in every game. Uh, you know, we tend to shoot ourselves in the foot a little bit, but uh, real proud of our kids. We played really great run defense tonight, did a nice job uh, versus a, a really talented, strong uh, Perry team. And uh, we got a couple picks from our secondary. And uh, it was an old-fashioned rainy game, and Landon Clements had 110 yards rushing or something like that. And Hogan Denny did what he does. Real proud of our defense. Hunter Bennett had a great game. and But the biggest factor in our game was probably our kicker. Not that he kicked a lot of extra points or field goals. He kicked every kickoff he had went in the end zone. And, you wow. know, I know yeah. I know you, you as a coach, you know, when a team has to right. start on a 20, every, every position, right. it's a huge factor. And, and so Tyler Church, hats off to him. And we had a defensive stop inside the five, uh, four downs inside the five late in the game. And uh, we finished it off. And, you know, it's it's been a little bit of a frustrating year, Bob. You know that. Right, right. I'm proud of the guys. The guys, you know, we're not real deep. We don't have a whole lot of up-front guys. But um, they're in there playing their tails off. I'm proud to be their coach. Who are you playing next week? George Washington. Okay. Yes. All right. And I I don't know a whole lot about them yet, but uh, they've won four games, so I'm sure they got some talent. And uh, yeah, we're going to enjoy this win tonight. And then uh, if we could get by them next week, then we 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 play the the Ron Colley. Uh, they're not the Rebels anymore. What are they? Royals. Royals. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Ron Colley Royal. It's hard for me to say. Right. You know? I'm, I'm, no, I'm here. I'm here to help you. <laughs> well, you're good. That's at my it. that's you're my goal. At. I'm here to help you, brother. <laughs> you're the man. Uh, I appreciate it, Mike Gillen from Mooresville. He beat Perry Meridian 24-14. Mike, thank you. Good luck next week. Uh, you're the man. Appreciate you, buddy. Love you. Thanks. Take care. I appreciate it. John Kirstner joins me, the head coach at Hamilton Heights. 26-23 winners over 
West Lafayette tonight. Congratulations, Coach, and thanks so much for the call. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Um, this- tonight was a good one. Um, we finished off the regular season 9-0 for uh, the first time in more than a decade. Um, we were playing for the conference title. There is a conference title, and uh, coming away with that conference title tonight was the first, it was the first time we'd done it since inception of the current conference that we're in. Um, it was uh, definitely a game of inches, games of mm-hmm. a game of ball, bouncing in the rain, juicy ways, and uh, you know, offenses both struggled at times with the weather. Uh, there was a lot of defense and special teams. You know, we, uh, tonight had two special teams touchdowns uh, in the likes of returner Carson Fetig, who's also one of our starting linebackers and running backs, and returned the punt for a touchdown and the kickoff returned for a touchdown. So tonight's one of those nights where special teams is clearly a very important part of what you do. Oh, no doubt about it. Um, and it's been that special teams has been among, you know, among our defense close in five shutouts this year. We've scored more touchdowns this year on special teams than we have in five or six years. I mean, it's, it's become a very dynamic piece of our game. Um, all three. It's just a special night, you know, when all three facets of the game at some point or another stepped up in a big way and made plays to come away with such a big victory. Well, it's a big, that's a big accomplishment. I mean, you talk about it, as I mentioned to a number of coaches tonight, uh, when you first get together, you want to win a conference championship, sectional championship, so you're, you know, one of those goals realized. Now, who do you play next week to open up the tournament? Uh, we open up with Oak Hill, and they're a solid football team. Um, yeah, they are. You know, so we, we've, as you probably know, we are entirely sectional. Uh, it's his list. Yeah. So yeah. we've, we've got our we've got our hands full um, with Oak Hill, and you know, and we'll, uh, we'll enjoy this tonight. You know, we love the hardware, but it's 9 a.m. tomorrow after a long bus ride home. <laughs> it's time to get back to work. No rest of the year. I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Hamilton Heights, very impressive win. Conference championship goes with it tonight. They beat West Lafayette 26-23. John Kirshner, congratulations and good luck next week. Thank you, sir. Have a great evening. Thank you. David Deaton from WKLO joins me. He has the call of Silver Creek's 46-9 win over Corydon Central. David, thanks so much for the call. Very impressed. Silver Creek team tonight. Yeah, really a good win for Silver Creek on their senior night. And the first time we'd been down to their new facility, their new stadium down there in Sellersburg, and uh, got a really good facility down there, the way it's set up and great view, everything like that. So, Good night, good atmosphere. Corridon Central got out to the early lead thanks to a 30-yard field goal from their sophomore kicker, Owen Gerlock, who's actually been filling in for his brother, Bryce. A, a correction on that, Owen's actually a freshman. But he made a 30-yard field goal in the first quarter with four minutes to go, and then Silver Creek took off. And despite four first-half turnovers, the Dragons were able to get a 10-point lead at halftime. And Third quarter, they just hammered the Panthers with four touchdowns and never looked back after that. So Silver Creek had some guys out tonight, but some of their backups really stepped up and played well, including their sophomore quarterback, Cameron Black, who was filling in Mm -hmm. for their normal starter, Keenan Ward, tonight. So 
they played well. Corridan had some good moments in the game, had some turnovers, only had one in the first half, three in the second half, but the, the Panthers did do some good things tonight. Carson Lawyer leads them on the ground with 62 rushing yards, and the backup quarterback, Dane Naiman, who's a sophomore, came in late in the game last drive, and it, granted it was against Silver Creek's backups, but he led a really nice nine-play, 75-yard drive. He ran for 30 yards on the drive, including the one touchdown Corridan had, and then he also threw for 30 yards on or 40 yards on three completions there on that last drive. So Corridan goes for 233 yards total offense, 109 on the ground tonight. Silver Creek 350 yards total offense, 212 on the ground tonight. Jamari Powell leads them with 92 rushing yards tonight, and Sam Kahn had a couple of touchdowns as well. So tough loss for Corridan to end the regular season. They finish 0-9 uh, on the road to Southridge to start sectional 32 next week, and. As you talked to head coach Brian Duggar of Martinsville earlier, Silver Creek's got the Artesians at home next week to start mm-hmm. sectional and mm-hmm. 4A sectional 23. But uh, we're going to be with the Cougars of North Harrison next week. Looking forward to seeing them at home against Scottsburg to start sectional play in Ramsey next Friday. Should be a great matchup. And as you mentioned, uh, the, the uh, Silver Creek. Martinsville matchup will be a good one. Our studio producer, Elijah Robertson, a proud Martinsville graduate. He's fired up about this matchup. Yeah, it should be a fun one. And they played each other a couple of years ago. Martinsville won, I think, 33-13. So the, the Dragons will have their work cut out for them with the Artesians coming in. And then, you know, as I said, we have North Harrison coming up next week. They played Scottsburg, obviously a conference opponent week two when we had the Storms in southern Indiana. And we had to go back mm-hmm. on that Saturday to finish. North Harrison ended up getting away with a 34-20 to win. It'll be the first time North Harrison and Scottsburg have ever met in a football sectional in their respective histories. So it should be wow. a good matchup in Ramsey, and uh, we'll see if the, the Cougars can punch their ticket into the semifinal round and beat a Scottsburg team that's really played well this year under head coach Kyle Mullins. Got a lot of good young players, got some veterans who have really done well for them this year. So. It, it'll be a challenging matchup for the Cougars against a conference rival, but being at home you know, usually will help you when you get into the postseason, so we'll see what the, the Cougars can do next week. WKLO's David Deaton on the call of Silver Creek's 46-9 win over Corridon Central. David, thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Coach. You too. Thank you. Coming up, short break, scoreboard update with – Sam Fritz on Indiana Sports Talk. All right, just a couple more updates to go, a couple more scores to get your way. Northwood beating Goshen 22-0. Norwell defeated Columbia City 28-23. Park Tudor put up 65, holding Edinburgh to a simple 6. Speaking of being held to 6, Peru did just that to Manchester, 52-6 in that game. Lawrence North beats Pike 21-6. Concord beats Plymouth 46-6. Laporte keeps Portage scoreless 12 to 0. West Noble defeating Prairie Heights 48 to 7. Heritage Christian defeated Purdue Polytechnic 48 to 
eight. Rushville and Greensburg take to the field, and Rushville wins 52-13. Salem and West Washington in a high-scoring back-and-forth battle, but Salem would walk away the winners 43-36. A couple of scoreless games coming up. North Vermilion beating Seeger 26-0. Bloomington South defeating Seymour 47-0. Pendleton Heights beat Shelbyville. At least Shelbyville was able to get on the board in this one. 28-6 in favor of Pendleton Heights. Back to scoreless Penn beating South Bend Adams 42-0. Whiting was up over South Central Union Mills 30-8. Lawrenceburg defeated South Dearborn 42-21. Our first out-of-state matchup that I'm reporting tonight, South Decatur beat Dayton Christian out of Ohio 38-15. I'm back in another 15 for my final update. Until then, for Network Indiana Sports, I am Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us. Sam Fritz, great job tonight. Great job. I'm, I'm curious, your thoughts, uh, your overview of this rainy Friday night. Just in general on the night or how it affected football, perhaps? How it affected football or just, you know, any perspective you have. Well, I'm it's just interesting. Curious. It's interesting to me. I think usually when you think rain and you think wind, just, you know, poor weather conditions, you tend right. to think, okay, scores are going to be a lot lower. If I'm being honest, I'm thinking this week has actually seemed like an outlier in that case. A lot of these scores seem, even if just marginally, but a little bit higher than what we'd usually be seeing, especially for bad weather. I've thought all year long people are putting up a whole lot of points on the board. I mean, really. I mean, you know, tonight, you know, think about how many how many uh, games there were tonight that had running clock. You've mentioned some throughout the night. There have been a bunch of them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, several, you know, of those games. I, I personally forget what it is for the score limit to start the running clock again. Uh, you might be able to remind me, Coach. No, I, I, I can't help you here. No. <laughs> I mean, it's um, – it, 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 it's – those things, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm too busy trying to figure out uh, scores and who's who's next on the line and those things. So I don't, I'm embarrassed to say, Sam, I don't know the answer to that. But uh, it's it's something um, that I, you know, it's it's an it's a situation when there are two different schools of thought, obviously on running clock or not, I understand it. But, you know, night like tonight, weather is a factor. There's no question. And it's, I think it underscores an important thing because here's you come in, you know, those of us who've lived in Indiana as long as I have, we all understand that weather's unpredictable in the fall in our state. And so, you know, early on you see a lot of teams, you know, like to spread the field, like to throw it, like to do a lot of those things. But uh, I think uh, – People find out that when you get to this point in the year, you need to be able to play in different climate, different uh, weather situations, if you will, to be successful. Because you can, I think, expect at some point throughout the sectional to have a night like tonight weather-wise or even worse. And so you're going to need to run the ball. You're going to need to take care of the ball. Weather becomes the great equalizer. And and Paul Condry, who everyone knows, my broadcast partner on the pairing show and was with us earlier, Paul is always, and this may be the first year he hasn't said it, and it may be my fault because I didn't lob it underhand to him, but he, he will tell you that winning the sectional football championship is the hardest, hardest, Tech, a championship to win 
in uh, in high school sports in our state for uh, a variety of reasons, uh, weather. Uh, grading periods are changing, so there are some academic casualties. Um, you you are you, you don't know uh, you know you have to travel. That's not predetermined. Uh, there are so many of these things. And Paul Condry, who's listening to us, thank you, Paul. Team has to be up thirty five points for it to be a running clock. So there you go. But uh, he's right. And so to win a championship, a sectional championship in football in our state, is hard. Number one, it's hard to win, which I say all the time. Number two, there's so many factors over which you have no control. Um, yeah, you have to travel, um, handle the elements, all of that stuff. So um, that's why this is so difficult. And that's why, uh, understandably, people are excited about uh, who's going to be playing whom. And so, you know, tonight was one of those nights where, I mean, I'm looking at some of these scores. You're right. I mean, people were in, the, in and I'm not sure, I'm assuming the weather was bad all over because, you know, here I am in Franklin. It just been raining all, all night, it seems like. I know it was nice this afternoon. I hate to say this, but I w- it was nice enough that I-, I managed to get in my pool for the last time. So, uh, this season, so I might just squeeze one in, but you know that that changed and it, it got really, really interesting. But what else impressed you about t- t- games tonight, Sam? Well, you know, this one would not necessarily fall into the uh, impressed category, but it certainly stood out is that we did have a game that was actually forfeited, which at least in my time doing updates, I believe this is the first time I've seen a forfeit take place uh, during the season. But you did have uh, the North Harrison Cougars have to forfeit at halftime to Providence. Uh, In my little bit of research that I've been able to do, it seems like North Harrison had to forfeit just simply due to sustaining too many injuries, which, of course, you don't like to see. Yeah, that's just that's 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 horrible. I feel badly for the kids and badly for everybody. So yeah, all right. So next week we have sectionals, and uh, that will be. It's always it's it's it, it playing for championships. That's what's fun, and the cool thing about it is, it culminates in Lucas Oil Stadium um, during the Thanksgiving holiday, and it is one of the. If you haven't already. You need to make uh, you need need to come to Indy and watch the the uh, state championships. It's fantastic. It's a fun fun weekend. The uh, lighting of the tree down on Monument Circle um, that's always fun. And you have you know, can shop if you want. Um, obviously, there are plenty of things to do in downtown Indy. So get ready to do that. All right, Sam. Coming up on Sunday, what time is game time for the Colts in Jacksonville? Is that a 1 o'clock start? It's a 1 o'clock. You're correct. And um, what do you think? What's the uh, Who's favored in this game? Uh, I think just by a couple points, it is Jacksonville. Um, not by much, though. I, I, I think that there's a, a probably a good amount of momentum coming the Colts' way, and there might be a little bit of instability in Jacksonville coming back from London. Uh, you know, maybe they aren't fully adjusted. You know, you spend they they went right. to London a little bit early to adjust to that time zone, but you don't have that same luxury coming back and playing the very next week. They were able to get to London, I think, ten days before that game. They they only have the the six games to rest up before they're back in on the field against the Colts tonight or on Sunday. Well, they'll have uh, team doctors, nutritionists. They'll they'll have sleep specialists. They will have researched this and done everything they need to do, consulted with teams who've done it before uh, on the best ways to prepare, uh, like you say, arriving at a certain time and traveling back. 
Uh, I have not been uh, out of the country other than to go to the Caymans and Jamaica. But beyond that, going to Europe, I'm not, you know, I understand jet lag, but not that type. But it's real. And um, I'm curious if if I don't know exactly what the stats are, how successful teams have been uh, once they've played uh, overseas and come back and, and their next game what their records are. wouldn't be surprised to know that they hadn't done well. So, uh, And if that's the case, we don't care because it benefits the Colts. Absolutely. I, I really think the big benefit here is that we kind of are throwing ourselves into a situation where I think Gardner Minshew is the perfect quarterback you could possibly have going into this game against Jacksonville. That's famously where Minshew mania started. He's got this great momentum going on the season with his pass accuracy. And I just think if there's any guy who can be under center for the Colts this Sunday who may feel the least amount of pressure in that Jacksonville stadium, well, certainly I don't know if Gardner Minshew's, Minshew's felt pressure in his life. He never acts like he has, but... Uh, I, I think he'll he won't be sweating under center this Sunday. No, he's a uh, listen. His his is a tremendous story, and it's um, you know it, it's not easy to be a backup quarterback. There's no question. Um, you you just it, for a variety of reasons, not the least of which is you don't get all the reps and all of that. But you know, and but you have to have a certain toughness about you. Uh, and, and you are you, you're you are the classic gunslinger. I mean, you were you were in there, and uh, you got to be able to come in with very little warm up, very little preparation, and be ready to and be ready to play and play at the highest level. And he has a great temperament for it. His his skills are, are such that um, you know. It, I've always been impressed by his accuracy. He doesn't turn it over. He doesn't make mistakes. Uh, which is incredibly important for you, uh, for your quarterback, starter, backup, what have you. So that's it. All right, Sam, thank you. Sam Fritz, another scoreboard update. He's got one left. Make sure you stick around and catch that. And then certainly uh, join us tomorrow night for our Saturday night version of Indiana Sports Talk. Paul Condry will join us and talk about tonight, recapping tonight, looking ahead, uh, round one of the sectional pull talk some college football. Scoreboard update again with the aforementioned Sam Fritz. This is Indiana Sports Talk. All right, for the final update, let's get all the scores in. We can South Putnam by three over Cascade, 20-17 to 17 in favor of South Putnam. Tell City told South Spencer to go home. Tell City winning 55-15. to 15. South Adams defeats Southern Wells, 48-3. Indianapolis Attics beats Southside Homeschool, 70-6. Lewis Cass victorious over Southwood, 38 to 14. Springs Valley beats North Davies 52-14. Sullivan kept Sullivan keeps West Vigo scoreless 48-0. Delphi defeating Taylor 41-13. Another out of state matchup here. Let me make sure I get this one right. Tecumseh defeated Oblong Palestine Hudsonville out of Illinois. Uh, 41-6 on that one. Brave of Jesuit beats Terre Haute North 48-27. Columbus North beat Terre Haute South 22-20. Tri-Central was victorious over Clinton Central 21-14. Tri-County defeated North Newton 56-20. 
Triton defeated Winnemac 35-6. Triton Central beats Speedway 42-7. Tri-West was up over Southmont 21-7. And Tri beat Union County 60-6. Wabash keeps Whitco scoreless 35-0. Heritage Hills held Washington to just a touchdown 50-7. Mishawaka defeated Wawasee 41-22, and Wesdell beats Cambridge City Lincoln 42-6. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network Driven, the number two savelives.org. Sign up today and help lives in the future. Anyone can sign up. There are no age limits, no health restrictions uh, to sign up to be an organ donor. Every 10 minutes, someone is added to the donor transplant waiting list. There are more than 1,000 Hoosiers waiting for a life-saving organ transplant. And by signing up to be an organ and tissue donor, you can help save eight lives and heal 75 others. Once again, they're a very important website. We encourage you to go there. It's driven, the number two, savelives.org. Big day of college football tomorrow. Make sure you join us on the show. Because we're going to be talking about a number of these games tomorrow night. So you're you know, about, you know, a little past the halfway mark, if you will, regular season in college. Uh, marquee game might be, probably is, Southern Cal at Notre Dame. USC at Notre Dame. This is a rivalry that goes back to the Newt Rockney era for Notre Dame. And they put together this intersectional matchup that might be one of the most storied uh, rivalries in all of college football. Notre Dame, Southern Cal with a high-powered offense. I think we all understand that. Heisman candidate quarterback. Notre Dame reeling. uh, Offensively, just cannot seem to get the running game uh, under control. Um, they're going to need it tomorrow. So that's a 7.30 start. You can catch that. The day starts out. Ohio State's at Purdue, Michigan at IU. That's tough for our two Big Ten teams in Indiana. Those are tough matchups and without question uh, difficult matchups. Uh, you'd like to be optimistic. You, you, I'm curious about – what these two, what IU and Purdue have done that would make you optimistic coming into these games. But uh, again, um, these are important matchups for both uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, Purdue, uh, IU, uh, those are both noon starts. And uh, we'll be talking about those games, particularly tomorrow night on the show. In the Mid American Conference, Ball State is hosting Toledo. Ball State, listen, this is an important game for them because, you know, the uh, conference schedule has not gone their way to this point. Um, Need to get things turned around, going in the right direction. Indiana State traveling to Illinois State. uh, Very uh, continued difficult schedule for the Sycamores and one of the best, if not the best, conferences in the country. Anderson is at Mount St. Joseph's College. Tomorrow in the uh, Heartland Conference, Butler hosting Davidson. DePaul will be on the road at Worcester. Always a tough place to play. 
Franklin at Defiance in Heartland Conference play. Manchester at Hanover. Homecoming now. Homecoming down on the river. My grandson on his way down. No, no, he's leaving early tomorrow. He chose chose to back it up. He's hanging out, going down with his lacrosse teammates or former teammates, hang out and support uh, the Panthers. Uh, it's a big, big day. Again, Manchester at Hanover. Madonna will be at Indiana Wesleyan. IWU playing awfully, awfully well. Speaking of playing awfully well, the University of Indianapolis is at Truman State. This is in Missouri. This is basically win this one and you go to the national tournament. That's how important this game is. Um, The stakes are that high. Uh, If you win, you're more than likely going to go ahead and play in the tourney. And if you don't, you probably don't get in. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk more college football after this short break. Final breaks and final thoughts. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. All right, so I don't want to be accused of not caring. Um, I was talking about college football for tomorrow. Marion, nationally ranked. Knights are pretty good. Ted Karras back. Um, he's had great success Well, because he's a solid coach. They're at Concordia. Rose Holman will be at Bluffton. Lawrence Tech will be at the University of St. Francis. Taylor at Siena Heights. Olivet at Trine. Moorhead State at Valpo. And the Wabash Little Giants traveling to Denison. So... Games uh, in in your community or close to where you are on the small college level, I'm always uh, always encouraging you to go. I'm a huge fan of small college uh, football, small college sports. Since I most of my well most of my career was at that level, um, these games are fun. You can get close, you can get right up there. And the cool thing, I think, uh, I'm a little selfish, but a lot of these kids. Uh, stated in in Indiana, uh, people we've talked about and their coaches have talked about on Friday nights, going out there and doing great things on the uh, fields uh, on Saturday around the state. So make sure you get out and have some fun. Also, you want to make sure you join us tomorrow night. We've done this show for 30 years, which is still which is kind of one of the reasons why it's called the legendary Indiana Sports Talk. But even after 30 years. I have to remind people that we are on Saturday nights. Hey, I love your show on Friday. I can't wait to get in the car and listen to the scores. Do you listen to us on Saturday? Are you on Saturday? Yeah. We've been on Saturdays for 30 years. So join us. It's a little different pace. We're talking about college football, and we'll talk about the Colts. Colts and... um, uh, Jacksonville on Sunday, a 1 o'clock start. You join us tomorrow night. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk a lot of uh, college sports. And I always want to remind you, Paul Condry will join me as we recap uh, a very busy night of high school football tonight. And, again, thank you all for watching and listening to the pairing show this past Sunday. It's an honor to do it. Paul and I have been given that task and we've done it 17 straight years now, and it's been fun. Uh, we are uh, excited 
because we, like you, uh, know how important it is. And just, so it's fun for us to get the opportunity and fun to talk about those games. So thank you for taking the time and making the effort to join us. And we hope we didn't disappoint you. We hope you got all the information that you needed in the manner in which you kind of expected. And so we want to thank the IHSA for their hospitality, too, for making it possible for all of us to have a good time on Sunday night. So thank you. Thank you very much. Be safe. If you're traveling right now, arrive alive. Thank you so much for joining us. Great job by Sam Fritz and Elijah Robertson. Couldn't do it without them. Can't do it without the great stations around the state that bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And I want to thank all of you for making us the most listened-to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.